0: This Blitz podcast is brought to you by Bravado Wireless. Available online at bravadowireless.com. All right, welcome back into the program here on this Wednesday on the Blitz 1170. We are streaming live on the Blitz 1170 app. My name is Jeremy Poplin, and we are currently joined by Dr. Chris Crane from Tulsa Bone & Joint. Check him out online, tulsaboneandjoint.com. Dr. Crane, how are you today, sir?
1: Fantastic.
0: How about yourself? Doing well, doing well, even though um, I have to admit, Monday Night Football has put me in a bit of a, am I sure I want to watch that type mode in my life? Because we go back now over the last four Monday Night Footballs that we've had. We've had the injury to Kyler Murray, ACL, that has him out for a calendar year. We had the DeMar Hamlin injury. We had Aaron Rodgers rupturing his Achilles tendon. And then one of the more... Well, awful visual images that I can remember in a game in at least a little while from this previous Monday night with Nick Chubb. So, yeah, I don't know if I really want to tune into Monday Night Football next week, Doc, is I guess what I'm saying.
1: It's feeling a little gladiatorial this year for sure.
0: (laughs) Yes, it is indeed. (laughs) All right, well, let's start there with Nick Chubb. I sent you a message earlier. This is not the first time that Nick Chubb has had an injury like this trying to come back from a knee dislocation. This is number two on the exact same knee. It seems like it's unprecedented that someone at this level would be able to come back from that. Now, I hesitate because I never want to be the type of person that says, no, you you can't do this, or someone doesn't have the ability to. M- maybe he does. Maybe he doesn't. But this is a very steep hill that he has to climb, having to come back from almost the exact same injury that he suffered in college.
1: Yeah, it's just, uh, really unfortunate, really unlucky. I mean, it, having this happen to you once already. And like you talk about such a long recovery, the amount of willpower and stamina and determination that he would have had to have to get through that. And then to have it happen essentially all over again has got to be just demoralizing. Uh, In this type of injury, the main thing we worry about is trauma to the blood vessel or to the nerve. I mean, these are high enough energy injuries that we're worried about even just the basic blood supply, the basic things that the limb needs. And so these really kind of get you back to basics on does he even have a pulse in his foot anymore when you see that kind of injury happen. Uh, it's not uncommon, depending on how the direction of the, the dislocation on how it dislocates, uh, for that to be injured. And that can be 25 to 50% of these injuries. And so uh, initial kind of unofficial reports I'm hearing are that that's, that blood vessel is still intact, the nerves are okay, and to get away with that twice is in itself lucky.
0: So what happens inside the knee when you when you see an injury happen like this? Uh what type of failures are we talking about even outside of, you know, uh blood flow and then and then the nerve that we just touched on there? What is actually going on inside the knee with injuries like this?
1: All of the ligamentous support, all the ligaments holding this knee uh, in location and in place are at risk, and it just depends how he gets hit, how the knee dislocates, what direction things uh, get pulled or pushed to decide what the injury ends up being. Uh, This is, I mean, ACL, PCL, MCL, LCL, all of those are at risk. All of those can be ruptured in these type of injuries. Uh, It can be total rupture. They are typically something that will need a repair. Very, very few of these are just allowed to heal on their own. And when they do, they have worse outcomes. So especially for him, who's trying to get back to a high level of athleticism. He is looking at almost certainly multiple ligament repairs. There could be associated fractures. I have not heard that that's been ruled out. This is a long recovery, and it is extensive surgery.
0: There was a report that came out earlier um, by someone at ESPN, and it basically had said, it was like, I was told there was initial discussions of potentially needing two surgeries. Well, I, staging multi-ligament surgeries is pretty common from what I understand. Uh, you go in and you probably repair uh, ligaments early, reconstruct and, and graft ligaments late, so you would probably do like in in a particular order, like MCL first, and then at a later point worry about the ACL and and PCL tear? It it doesn't seem like people have this opinion that you got to go in and fix everything right away when that's not necessarily the case on something that is as devastating as this.
1: Right, and there's not necessarily a rush to go fix anything that's not the blood supply. The ligaments, we want to fix them, but it's not emergent. It's not something that we need to get in there right away. We can deal with things like any swelling that might occur, And these are surprising because in a lot of these dislocations, the capsule of the joint that kind of surrounds the entire joint often tears. And so the swelling that you typically see with things like an isolated ACL tear that can swell very, very large, you don't always see that level of swelling in a knee dislocation because the capsule's torn. So the balloon, so to speak, doesn't inflate. It it has ruptured too, and that it can allow that fluid to escape. And so... Even just the swelling picture is very different in these, but uh, all that to say that you don't have to rush to repair the ligaments, and you definitely don't have to rush to try to do it all at once. It's better to kind of take things stepwise sometimes.
0: So in the worst-case scenario, as Dr. Chris Crane joins us from Tulsa Bona Joint, I remember a player several years ago by the name of Robert Edwards, and he had a pretty bad injury along the lines of this while he was playing on the beach. I think it was like a sand volleyball game. And it ended his career because his artery was actually um, suffered, you know, significant damage inside of this injury. And I remember them saying that it was it it was at a point where they knew that they had to act instantly because they were worried at one point about having to potentially amputate some of his leg off because of the artery damage. Uh, in, in the worst case scenarios, when these happen like this, how instantly do you have to react to get in there just to double check that something like that has not gone on?
1: You are constantly worried about it. When these are being closely monitored under medical care, they do what's called serial checks, where essentially not, not like cereal, like the breakfast cereal, although it sounds exactly the same, but repetitive checks where they are continually checking the blood flow at the level below the injury to ensure that it's still going. You do that initially, even before you reduce the leg, when you find it out of place on the field. And you do that the moment you replace the knee and reorient it and relocate it. You you want to do those continuously because that blood supply may change even over time. If it is compromised, you have hours to to fix that. Uh, And then you are looking at uh, if if you the number I saw when I was curiously perusing my recent literature was if you have not had blood flow at a good level that's palpable for eight hours the the amputation rate approaches 80 85 percent and so oh we're, we're talking extremely high levels of concern for the blood vessels uh, and nerves you want that intact as well but yes this is a high-risk injury uh, typically uh, in general athletics less commonly injures the artery than say car wrecks but that's not very reassuring when that number is still double digit percentages of number of people that that do lead to those injuries
0: and with potential nerve damage if i'm not mistaken i believe a cowboys player had this similar type of injury and he had nerve damage and that led to the drop foot issue so it's good Mm -hmm. news that he does not have the nerve damage as well
1: yes and that can be very slow to heal when that's present if the nerve is even just inflamed irritated not necessarily completely severed uh, that healing can take a very long time nerves are very slow with their return and their sensation and their motor function Um, and so any kind of foot drop uh, any kind of numbness tingling that's a definite concern because that recovery time is extremely uncertain Another thing we worry about just in general is that the lower leg has muscles divided into what are called compartments, and there's there's multiple compartments there, and a trauma this severe can cause swelling even inside those compartments and lead to what's known as compartment syndrome, and that can also affect your blood flow, that can also affect your sensation to your foot, and that's also an orthopedic emergency when it occurs, so This is by no means a small injury. This is uh, just astounding to me that this is the second one to have to endure. Um, And I'm I'm hopeful for a good recovery for him, but um, this is something that can be fraught with complications. And ultimately, I think a good recovery would be walking without pain, running without pain, getting back to normal daily activity. Anything above that to me is gravy. I want to see him return to sport, but it's a very tall order the first time and now not let alone the second time he has to go through this
0: All right, quickly uh... i know this is not your your field of expertise but we did have a colorado football player receive a hit in a game late on saturday night and as a result of that hit suffered a lacerated kidney uh... he's not he, he's at minimum out now they said three to four weeks uh... but doc i i watched the hit it was it was pretty brutal what he i mean what it Without having medical uh, personnel that's there, he said, I probably wouldn't have have known that that even happened. But how serious of a situation is that with a lacerated kidney?
1: Those are also pretty serious. Those I actually have seen one of those in fellowship as well during football. So those aren't exceptionally uh, impossible. Those can happen, and those depend greatly on how bad the injury is. Uh, we see these in car wrecks too, though not usually isolated. Um, and it depends that in the older days, we actually used to take the kidney out uh, and remove it, but they're much more conservative now about letting those try to heal as long as the kidney function looks okay. Uh, and then, of course, just the level of pain that that causes, the kidney swells and, and the, the pain in that area. So that's that's not a small injury either. Um, fingers crossed for avoiding any kind of surgeries there. That would be a good sign if we're able to maintain kidney function we're able to see that that kidney can eventually maybe even begin to heal and scar down. Um, those, those are also terrifying. There's, there's uh, a lot of pain associated with those as well.
0: Yeah, I haven't seen any reports of surgery, so that does at least sound like we're taking a step in the right direction there for maybe one of the better college football players that we have, at least here this season. Dr. Crane, great stuff, man. Appreciate you, uh, as always, for jumping on board with us here on The Blitz, and we'll definitely have to check in again with you next week.
1: Sounds great. We'll see what injuries we can spectate between now and then. (laughs)
0: Yes, let's keep our fingers crossed that we have a clean Monday night football at least.
1: (laughs) That'd be nice. I think we've earned it.
0: I think we have as well. That is Dr. Chris Gray joining us here from Tulsa Bone & Joint. TulsaBoneAndJoint.com. Check them out right now online. Go there. Look at how awesome that website is. All of the information that you need throughout the various locations that Tulsa Bone & Joint has for you, where you can schedule appointments to anyone It's a one-stop shop for everything you need, including physical therapy and the Union Pine Surgery Center as well. Take a time out and come back with more next year on the Blitz 1170 and streaming on the Blitz 1170 app. Thank you for listening to this exclusive Blitz 1170 podcast from Bravado Wireless.